Hello, hello. Welcome to Tea for Two, a podcast about living, laughing, and life. Um, today we have a guest on our show and a very excited and very enthusiastic guest. Yes, indeed. Hello and welcome. My name is Daniel. And I enjoy engineering and people, hiking and nature and life. Life is very exciting and interesting. We live in a very changing world these days indeed. Watch out and look out for our season on traveling because you will be hearing a lot about this awesome hiker that we have today. But without going on a tangent, um, today our podcast is just a reminder of the purpose of this podcast, which is to just encapsulate and capture the moments as much as you can capture the moments with a picture. This is to capture the conversations that we have that connect us, that challenge us and that um, confuse us as well. So let's dive right into it. Um, so Dan will be reviewing a book with me uh, by Mark Manson. Yes. Everything is ifed. <laughs> um, so Dan, I'm going to give you this opportunity to briefly introduce this book to us. Well, it's a very interesting book. Shall we start? But interesting can mean many things, you know. Mm -hmm. But it certainly did pique my interest. The broadness of what what Mark Manson uh, knows and researches, he he's made in that book a reference list of uh, it's a chapter in itself. He, <laughs> he's touched on. He's a well-read man. He's touched on many things. I think. And and one will typically find one agrees with him more than one disagrees. Mm. He tells the story in a, a very hard-hitting, uh, swear words way. Uh, but one can also say that people that do that will be quite honest. <laughs> exactly. Um, I must say just in addition to that, I agree with you on that chapter on references. I only show, saw it at the end and I really think it probably would have been great to see that reference. No wonder. <laughs> I <didn't. laughs> Twice and I only read it once. <laughs> so um, what would you say or if any, would you say this book reiterates any of the ideas by, you know, our well-based authors like Jordan Peterson, Brené Brown, and a couple of other authors like them in the psychology um, spectrum? I definitely do think so. I would say Jordan, he's uh, well-influenced by psychologists such as Friedrich Nietzsche and Carl Jung, and some of the ideas I've seen in the book. And Brene Brown, I do not know that well, but she's very human and based on feelings. And 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 I would say that Mark Manson, he he's uh, written a very general book. He's touched on many things. So um, the 
there's something for everyone. Exactly. Um, you know, just going back to our, <laughs> I think of it as a happy path and everything else, the, the, these conversations can be sort of streams on a main branch. And as much as, like I say, that the main branch is to capture the conversations that we have on this podcast, one of the things that um, Dan shared with me, which was really something really profound for me, was the fact that um, in terms of, you know, biology, males, um, males are people that are focused on things and females are people that are focused on people. Mm-hmm. Um, would you just expound on that? I really, I, I absolutely thought that was just profound. Wow. People always talk about the differences in men and women, and I found that uh, what everyone closely knows as the Google Memo guy, he he summarized it in in a, quite a, a decent way, where it's not like there are completely two um, exclusive Venn diagrams. It's more like two uh, Gaussian curves, bowl curves, which uh, share uh, same area. So um men and women may be different but it's more that the extremes mm-hmm. like like you'll find in prisons you'll find um that most of the people are, are men and and it's those extreme violent cases that land them up there but you know mm. so on the whole um okay on the note of extremes you know if, even if you look at social media and the news mm. that's what excites people mm. or it's the sensa- sensationalism of mm. everything not necessarily the good also the extreme bad things mm. you know but i would say life is a bit more um average exactly you, you know if you, but everyone's trying you know mm. so so uh to touch on your question you know about about the book and how they look at men and women yeah 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 so um he has thought about it quite well i think from both camps mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think that just expands like just what you're saying reiterates and the tone that one receives it at. i think a male would receive it from a perspective of mark um speaking about the things of the world and oh, yes, yes, females yes. will receive it as a mark um focusing on the people of the world yes 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 yes, yes. oh and yes the other thing so <laughs> so um when you look at uh equality of opportunity mm-hmm. um that's exactly what men and women do uh men will more likely take up an engineering job and women will take up a nursing or a teaching job mm-hmm. if you look at uh I stand corrected. I think it's Denmark or Norway or some one of the European countries where they where they would test that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it it's it can be seen worldwide. If you if you if you let worldwide, people, it's generational. If, exactly. I agree with you, Dad. Exactly. I um and thanks for that. Um, so just going to our third question. Interestingly, yeah. <laughs> um, this book delves into what polarizes society and how we are constantly living in a state of um, outrage, you know, insecurity and a sense of entitlement. (laughs) Um, It touches not just on emotions um, and how they shape our choices uh, of values or politics. 
um, how would you describe the book in terms of like emotional and you know societal maturity? The way I would uh, put it, I would talk about what Mark Manson brought, uh, spoke about as the blue dot effect, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, so that what that means is there was a there was a study some time ago where you have some test subjects they have to count uh, blue dots and then slowly they introduce some purple dots but they don't it's, it's hard to discern um but you know uh the, the the subjects would see more blue dots than there were actually purple dots and the the point of that study was um that you would see more than what there is uh a, a better example was they would give subjects angry faces mixed with normal faces and they would say how many angry faces do you see and they would get it right but then they gave them just purely normal looking faces and they found a, a substantial amount of angry faces so so what you can see this effect happening in law and government and and society, like everywhere, where uh, people look for wrong when there's not necessarily that mm. much. Um, I may be stepping over the line, but <laughs> if you look at the East, uh, what they would do to people in the Gulag and how you don't necessarily have that freedom of thought, that that that's quite bad. And then the West, one of their greatest uh, achievements is... Uh, individualism i would say um but it leads to uh people looking for the wrong in in, in everything and they would actually uh, especially with with twitter they would react very harshly to things uh maybe a bit more than it necessary so in terms of our uh, society's emotional uh and uh, maturity we, we 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 may have gotten a bit soft i think um freedom can be seen as permutations of meaninglessness the more freedom you have mm. so one of the things that mark manson tries to bring about in that book is that uh choose the things that you care about yeah and and don't worry about the rest so He's actually bringing about the idea of commitment, and that will bring meaning in life. And uh, so, so choose what you care about, and 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 maybe that's what society is forgetting. Absolutely, I totally agree with that. Um, and I like, I absolutely agree with the analogies that he used in the blue dot effect as well. That one actually sees more of what they focused on. Mm. Um, and thanks for bringing that up. Um, you know. <laughs> there was a, a study or like a, a really short excerpt that I read about audio as well a while ago where they would do to, to see what someone's age is you would look you would um, ask them to say a certain word and then just by the way they pronounce that word you'd know which um, age group they're in um, so it's very interesting how in this instance, like you say, with a blue dot effect, one actually chooses, if you see good in, in other people in the world, you'll likely even see more of that good, even when there really isn't that much good, <laughs> or 
from contrary to that you can also see bad and you'll really see a lot a lot more bad um and you know um you know just on twitter as well like um i remember someone mentioning a little while ago somewhere in my undergrad as well that twitter's like a bird and that's what it does to all of us it's like it one moment it's focusing on this topic and it's going crazy everyone is talking about this bird is just on one tree the next it flies it goes to another tree and then the next moment it's on another tree and that's exactly what it does a bird that focuses on where it is the tree that it's on the topic that it's on in our case you know i actually want to say it sounds like a hummingbird you know how fast that heart beats like per se oh it's crazy <laughs> so choose what you care about and commit to it yes, yes. i'm gonna run with that quote dan 2020 choose what you care about and and commit to it <laughs> all right and uh our fourth question would you say hope is a fun you know it's fundamental to our psychology as people hope uh yes that's, that's a good question you know to our psychology to our uh motivation you know, what what is is hope you what know is like hope yeah it's 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 almost where you place your hope and, and where do you, where you think it will will come from um a lot of people have, have faith and that's where they derive their hope they have faith in a religion a deity and and i mean i could be stepping on tones the video tones the video what i say but i mean i mean <laughs> it's we, a free podcast we have very diverse group of people <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean if we if we look at it from a very neutral uh observant point of view uh if you place your hope in a a deity which doesn't say anything like specifically like in terms of science and how you look at it it's more something that you, you feel in your heart in your subconscious that's where you derive your message uh that that's a interesting source of of hope indeed because that is always there so every time we breathe we are alive we are thinking our subconscious lives within us and a good analogy for that is is think of a riding a horse uh you're sitting on a horse and you you are the consciousness and the horse is your unconsciousness so sometimes it'll run away with you <laughs> Or you try and control it. Heart so, overhead. Heart over mind. Yes, yeah, so it's a constant. It's a constant battle. Well. You have to choose which one you know, <laughs> logic when, or you should, you know. Absolutely. Um, but, but nevertheless, um, when it comes to hope, I would link it with how. I choose what I care about and I'll place my hope in that, that that will always become better and better because it's impossible to, to assume or want everything to get better. In fact, you're going to have to have bad things to happen to realize what is good. Absolutely. Oh, if you look at, if you look at like heaven where everything is good all the time, you know, don't you think one could always find something bad? Maybe like, I don't know, like, Satan was an angel. <laughs> exactly. 
I don't know. Let, let, let's give a let, let's give a quick example for what what could be a heaven, like an eternal state of bliss. Mm. Unless everyone gets exactly the same thing there. Mm. Let's say this angel, this this guy, they gets like a little bit more bliss than this person. Already, there's this difference, mm. and someone's unhappy. And when we look at the life on our planet Earth, there's there's so many great differences. Mm. I feel like there's always going to be that. Exactly. And even even if we solve for for poverty and 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 like all the injustices of the world, people always find something wrong. Absolutely. So we also have to choose what we want to hope in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it is really one's personal choice to decide what they what hope is to start with. Yes, um, yes, yes. And to know the different variations of it, even in what they hope for. Yes. I like that. Um, so then <laughs> there's this controversial topic in the book. Uh, what were your views in the chapter about religion? I'll tell you, I found it very amusing because <laughs> he he gave this whole step-by-step process on how to create your own religion. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was actually looking at it from the point of, you know, how do you how do you influence people? You know, you could uh, you could merely influence your friends and family, um, create a bit of a brand perhaps, or you could become some kind of famous figure or celebrity. You influence some more people, but the best and also the hardest way, without like selling a product or something, is is to sell faith yes. and that is religion and if you actually get people to follow you they will also follow you, uh that religion most fervently it's the hardest for those people to to leave it you, you know like so, you know, that's what he's saying um and it, 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 it was a it was definitely a controversial chapter you know it'll rub a lot of people the wrong way or the right oh, way yeah. i'm sure uh, but it's it's worth a read because it's good to think about. It's always good to have an open mind and and see these things for what they are. And and no matter what denomination everyone comes from, there's a little bit of something for everyone, and and there's something to think about. And um, if if it rubs you the wrong way, it's a good opportunity for you to defend your faith as well. Exactly. Um, and just understanding what one believes in. Yes. Really kind of peeling the onion um, peels and just let it, um, let what one believes in, kind of question it in, innately without every, every, layer, yes. every layer, without another person defining it for themselves. Thanks for that, Dan. Thanks for sharing your views on that um, chapter. Um, I do agree. He is a humorous guy. I think more than anything, I've got to give it to him. He yes. is good with, and that was really the tone of the entire book. Oh, yes. There was a lot of humor in the way he relays really important messages in society and personal um, topics as well. He he just put so much um, twist to the whole um, thing, and that was really wonderful. So let's go to our sixth question. Um, somehow everything seems to be irreparably and horribly horrid. 
um, I'd say. Um, the planet is uh, warming up, governments are failing, the economies are collapsing, and everything is perpetually offended on social media, obviously, granted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, at this moment in history, right, when we have access to technology, I mean, you are a technologist <laughs> <laughs> by profession. Fair enough. Education and communication of our ancestors couldn't even, <laughs> couldn't have dreamed of. <laughs> so many of us come back to an overwhelming feeling um, of hopelessness. Um, what's Absolutely. going on? What, what is going on in the world? If anyone can put a name to our current mellows, um, what would you say this is, why this is so, and what is a way to fix this? Exactly, exactly. Well, what is the, well, okay, okay. So what, what does the world look like? You know, we, we, we can, we can whip out our phone right now. We look at the news. Yeah. And uh, I use Twitter as an example because that's where a lot of it's like a internet shout box where people have shouting matches and you know, <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> the loudest bullfrog always wins. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, I'm going to take nature as an example. There's a there's a really good uh, documentary released. I think about a week ago, we must have a look by David Attenborough, his, his witness statement. And he was born in 1938. Can you believe it? He, he's about 92, 93 at the moment, and he's still walking strong and, and giving very good, uh, succinct speeches, narrations to movies. He grew up just at the advent of when planes could go out and explore New Guinea and the rainforest and things like that. And he saw it at the moment when the world was most wild. Two thirds of the planet covered in nature. Mm. And and wow, he's been documenting over the decades mm. how it's gone to about a third. It's 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 crazy. Um so we've he he he's and when you when you look at the world in terms of archaeology, where you look at like like there were I think about six or seven uh, extinctions, with the last one being when the dinosaurs disappeared. That's nothing compared to what we are doing in today's time. It's unprecedented the amount of species mm. that are being extinct, sure. things disappearing, the world is changing so fast. So. When one looks at it like that, one can one can empirically see. <laughs> when we look at ourselves, well, one of the biggest inventions is probably, uh, well, the Industrial Revolution. Sure, that has definitely helped. That has helped humanity, especially men and women too. Yeah. Uh, it, it's helped women to take on jobs that usually men would do so sure you know one can see that um hey but just a note on that i would always say women are there for the things that men cannot do but this is this is this is taking a whole it's touching on very sensitive ground today absolutely i mean this is just your worldview and 
absolutely. Um, but looking back at the world, it's 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 certainly in a very interesting state, and it's up to us as well what we do about it. So, the internet as well has made life, the pace of life, much faster than before. We could communicate. We could we get to achieve something now mm-hmm. in sixty seconds what it would have taken two months, uh, a couple of decades ago. Absolutely, it's 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 very impressive. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, I would I would I would totally say it's up to us what we do for the world, and I hope all the best as well that we we all agree on the same thing or, 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 or at least for the betterment of the world and not just humanity because uh, there is still a lot of people out there a lot of us <laughs> absolutely we definitely I mean I agree with that I'll actually check out that documentary by mm. different, uh, David Attenberg mm. and I think our listeners are also looking forward to it um, but you're quite right you know the best things that we are valuing now are also things that are at our own de- like detriment um i read recently that you know and i read this because i had recently gotten lilies <laughs> and um i found out that there's a um the lilies they were so they actually they sold on the roads and the roadsides of so many roads especially in the western cape be it the fact that they are um, so commonly found and that everyone just picks it and sells it on the side of the road, especially people that don't have like a really good income and and all of that. The frog that lives in the lily is an endangered species. And that moment I'm happy. I'm getting this beautiful lily, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's some, it's some other species habitat and we taking away that species habitat and that's just an example um and thanks to that special friend that gave me those lilies (laughs) 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 um but um yeah i think more than anything um it's just a matter of also consciousness and what one is doing in this world how are you taking and how are you giving to this world in whichever form or way uh, on a daily basis, it's it's just a self and continuous introspection that we all have to do personally um, mm-hmm. on everything that we do in our work, in our researches, in everything that we do. What is it that we're taking and what is it that we're giving back? Uh, with the example that you've mentioned, the 4IR, um, so many people are reluctant to it as well, to the changes that this is bringing. But it's a matter of move with the times for you to become relevant and I really appreciate Dan being on the show today because he's one of the most um you know he finds a way to still be relevant in the times that he's in so that's really commendable for you Dan (laughs) (laughs) um okay yeah well I mean stay connected you know (laughs) absolutely (laughs) it's it's good to read read and read you know everything that you can get your mind on or brain or <laughs> I mean uh from from books to uh YouTube you, you know what um especially now that you can see in the whole p- the pandemic with corona 
you find how much YouTube is than your university mm. um, if you're at home, you know, and you could, it, when you want to do something, what do most people do? They Google it mm. and then a YouTube result comes up. So there's also so much to learn. It's It's really great to see that. Absolutely. So there's definitely the there's a whole spirit of don't reinvent the wheel, just carry on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly, absolutely. And our final question. Um, I think we have like in brevity touched on this um question really, but which example um in the book that Mark gave um appealed the most to you, and why? I really enjoy the story of the guy who had no emotion mm. he he was a, a successful man and you know he had a good job he had a family he had kids he had a house he had a car he had everything that you know is the formula for happiness you know that that people uh <laughs> you know the back of everyone's mind not that that necessarily is so there was something wrong with him. Or so it seemed, because all of a sudden, you know, he didn't care about work. And his wife would say that he has a heart of stone. And mm -hmm. and eventually his wife left and his kids as well. And he lost his home. And he lost everything. Mm -hmm. But there was a certain doctor who, who uh, found an interest in this man. And he started asking questions and questions and questions. They couldn't really figure it out until they realized when they did a brain scan that something had happened to the part of his brain where emotion uh, happens in his process. Mm. And that says something a lot about how, what drives us. And conventionally, most people think that it's mind over matter or mind over heart. Mm. that we you just you just uh, psych yourself up and you say that you know it's like do it like this and you do it mm. but the reality is is that and mark put it quite well is we're sitting in the in the car of consciousness um the mind is sitting in the passenger seat yes. and the heart is in the driver's seat and we're trying to give suggestions to our feelings <laughs> and another way, and, and and essentially, that is how we're living life is is we're driven by feelings and not not our minds. And this can also, well, another analogy was you know to to try and convince your your heart and your feelings is is like trying to negotiate with a Moroccan rug trader. <laughs> <laughs> you got to haggle for that good price, you know. You got to yeah. You got to say you got to like literally narrating yourself you know like what well, it really is this is the best way you know <laughs> bargaining so, with oneself that that's it yeah so it, it was very insightful to realize how emotions ultimately drive us yeah and the world Absolutely. you can see it so much so so much i and probably the essence of a lot of religions as well <laughs> <laughs> um i really appreciate you sharing what the, the example that, you know, was related the most to you, um, I'd say the one. Yeah, which, the, one, which one related to you? The adolescent um, transactional relationships. Example, oh. Where, um, and it's strangely, 
didn't feel like it until I read it. That actually that, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, where I find that in life, I always think, it's 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 a done like a, like he mentions it as an adolescent mentality where most adults are also still stuck in that um same mentality where um everything is transactional um for this i'm getting that for that i'm getting that for this career i'm getting that for this uh everything is very transactional and it's really a mindset where a lot of us adults <laughs> sounds so weird saying that are stuck in where we're very transactional, even in our relationships, even in just moments where there's that trade-off, a constant trade-off. Um, so it looks like what society is forgotten is unconditionality. Yes, yes, absolutely, mm. absolutely. And um, I know this is also one of the conversations I've, frankly, we fortunately had with you, with Dan as well, where um, we were saying how uh, how our childhood determines how we, um, the meaning that we make out of life. And I still question to, to, to this day, why is it? I mean, birthdays are a big deal to me. If anybody forgets my birthday, I never forget that. That person forgot it. So that mentality is also transactional in that what is it about childhood that defines that, that made it, that made this trade of go on well into adulthood. Um, and yeah, and I think Mark really does um, encapsulate that so well to a point where I'm still pondering to this point and still correcting that. I mean, that's what life is about, learning and unlearning. Um, and and that's the beauty of you know when you're you know parenting yourself as well, um, teaching yourself that oh that's not actually what I should have learned. Now you learn to unlearn the transactional behaviors. Mm. Um, you un unlearn um definitions that you know were instilled in you. So yeah, <laughs> that's for me. Um. And I hope to, at one point, reach a point where um, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. it, it will never be a, a point at, at a, one specific moment. That's where they, that's why we have so much meaning in life. Oh, that's why they call it a eureka moment. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so thank you, Dan, for sharing your thoughts. Yeah. Um, thank you too. Very... <laughs> Fun, actually. We're definitely gonna have Dan on our next podcast. He's been our most our first and favorite so far. Yeah. Uh, guest, and uh, probably co-host. <laughs> we. <laughs> um, I, mean, I know we just have some rooibos tea here, but what what is your favorite tea, by the way? <laughs> I must say I have a different variations because I do mix the teas quite a lot. But I must say my favorite uh, is also dependent on the season I am in. At the moment, chamomile is just my absolute favorite right now. Rooibos is my favorite um, in terms of just the immediate effect that it has in my body. Mm. Um, so it really does depend on what I'm trying to achieve, what, what state of the body I, I want from the tea itself. Um, mm. And you, Dan? <laughs> 
Oh, that sounds very cool. Like how input output, you know. <laughs> Dan is an engineer. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> sure we could bring in a transfer function and feedback loops and closed loops and all of that stuff if we really want. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a good question, but I like a good old uh, cranberry vanilla robust tea. That's quite nice. Yes, 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 yes. 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 So, yeah. Cheers to that. <laughs> so Dan, um, on a, let's rate this book and uh, rating of five teacups. What would you rate Mark Manson's Everything Is Eft book? I'll give him a good old solid 4.4 cups. Yeah, wow. it was good. It was good. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and views so um, comprehensively. Oh. We'll definitely have you again. And. Uh, Watch out for that season on traveling um, that will be uh, driven and See the light again. I got something I can see again.